Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson. We're joined as always by Pete Blaga. This is the state tournament preview. Pete, one, how you doing? Two, how are those French fries? One, doing great. <clears throat> Two, a little caught in the throat there. Um, this is my lunch. I'm just totally unprofessionally eating the fries. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so hungry. Um, but <clears throat> doing well. Uh, can't believe we're here. I mean, the season has flown. I feel oh, like yeah. I say it every year, and I should expect it at this point. But you know, it's crazy that we're here. In in what fourteen days, we'll be crowning a state champion. Fourteen days from now, we will be at Palmer for the Friday night game, and then Saturday for the final three um i know it's one of our favorite events you know after the after the winter championships um it's just a culmination of a long year too of of high school sports and it's warm out and palmer's always so fun and i love these state tournaments i know that there could be a better format you know than the one and done but it is what it is for now and and i love it and i know you love it and i know a lot of people love it. it's exciting i mean look I say this every year, the best teams don't always win. That doesn't mean that, you know, the teams that win aren't great. You know, we've seen exciting runs from teams. Obviously, Norwalk last year, West Hill last year, four in a couple of years ago when they won as the last seed in the tournament. Um, You know, those are special. Those are crazy. Those are, you know, even, even think professional sports, right? Like when the underdog wins, it's exciting. It's different. Yeah. And there's a lot of underdogs across these brackets that can bust brackets and spoil runs and just cause chaos. And that's what the next 15 days is going to be. It's going to be chaos. Yeah. Especially uh, when you look at it and we'll get there, but class M and class L uh, you really can get some lower seeds that come out of bigger conferences that can, you know, mess things up, not mess things up, but that throw things out of whack, uh, seating wise anyway, you know, um, it, it's not perfect because, you know, you, you get teams that come from big conferences and have a, you know, nine wins, 10 wins, whatever. And a team that St. comes Joe's. from a weaker just, conference. Just say St. Joe's. Sure. St. Joe's <laughs> immaculate. I mean, there's a few others. Northwest Catholic. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. East Catholic. Um, but also like Stratford, like teams like that, you know, like, like yeah. played really well in the SWC this year um, and are like a 26 seed, you know, like teams like that. Um, it's the hardest one to predict. We're going to make predictions here. We're going to go through each bracket and then make predictions. And I can tell you that like, well, in we're the gonna... sports that I pick, I pick soccer, boys soccer, girls basketball and baseball and baseball is Far and away, I do the worst with the picks because it's so random and so crazy. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're just going to we're going to talk about each bracket and then we're going to give our semifinal picks uh, and our championship picks. Maybe an upset special or something that you know Some maybe seated upsets. To keep it yeah. up. Yeah, Some seated upsets. Um, and I should say that I'm going to have later today, Friday, and it'll be running. It'll be there all weekend. Will be uh, you know an in depth look at each class. The players in each class, who I picked, um, and some storylines to follow during the tournament. It, it, you know, so there's there's going to be something you know a reading part of this also. So you can listen to the podcast and then go check out the then story you have a that, test. We, that we put up, and then there'll be a test at the end to see if you can remember all the, the best players in class S and class M and everyone else that's swimming around in our heads well, all the time. so this quick note and i tweeted it out uh my tweet's wrong i had i did make one change in one of the brackets i have oh, yes. four different i have four different conferences winning four championships i i, I made a switch uh, maybe you'll figure it out on your own but <clears throat> we'll what i there. have 
I did it in pencil as soon as it was released. And I picked every game. So I'm going to keep track of um, how I do. I'm very nervous. Okay, I got to do this. I got to do this, too. I got to go through and fill out the brackets and to see what our overall score is. We've never done that. No, we never Uh, have. It it could be rough. I do that. We do that for girls basketball and boys basketball. Um, One of the reasons I do it is because I can do quite well at it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the only reason I did it is like I was like trying to like visualize. I'm like, well, how does this team get here? So I just started writing who I think is going to win. And then all of a sudden I had some teams in like the semifinals and I'm like, how the hell do they get there? But yeah. then you look at how their route is, and I mean, and we're going to talk about so, some of them. So I don't really want to give it away or spoil. But you know, some of these teams have some nice, you know, routes in front of them that if they take advantage of it, they could be playing in the semis. So let's start with Class S, uh, where we have the number one ranked team in the state, St. Paul. Well, for uh, now, long, we're right for now. But they they have no regular season losses. They lost in the. Uh, semifinal, uh, the semifinals of the NVL tournament to Woodland. Um, they're the only ranked team that's in Class S. Uh, Valley Regionals picked up a few votes here and there. I think Old Saybrook's picked up a couple votes here and there. Um, but no one else really has. And it is, in my opinion, St. Paul's tournament to win or lose. Um, there are some other quality teams lurking there, and it certainly will not be easy. But that top seed, St. Paul... Everyone's coming for them. And uh, if you can tell me who it is that's going to knock them off, I- I'd like to hear it. Uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to get knocked off, but they could potentially play Coggenshog in a rematch of the S finals and the quarterfinals. And yeah. Coggenshog is a young team, but they're pretty darn good. Um, <clears throat> they won 14 games this year. They got you know, Valley on the other side, you know, 18 and two Holy cross is potentially on the other side and an an NVL opponent. Um, They got immaculate. I mean, who's your boy from immaculate now? Tommy Conley, the sophomore pitcher, Tommy Conley, sophomore pitcher. I was tipped off by, uh, there was immaculate players at the SWC finals. uh, And they said, Hey, you're Scott Erickson. I love the podcast. They're like this kid just pitched in the SWC quarters uh, through a one hitter against Brookfield. You got to take a look at him. And uh, yeah, he's legit. And yeah. Immaculate's one of those teams that's coming out of the SWC and could easily make a run as a, as a 12 seed in this tournament. And they, Although, could, meet, and they could meet St. Paul in the semifinals. Yes. Uh, the team that would have something to say about that is Old Saybrook, who's really good out of the shoreline. Uh, they're the number four seed in that bracket. But Old Saybrook's um, going to have a date with Northwest Catholic in the second round. So They are. They are going to have a date with Northwest <laughs> Catholic. Potentially, um, potentially, potentially. Of course, potentially. And then, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, East Catholic's in that little pod, too, with Immaculate and Old Saybrook uh, and Northwest Catholic. So while East Catholic hasn't had the season that they had last year, and they're, they're eight and ten, obviously, they have – kids on that team that won state titles last year. And that matters. They and still have Alex uh, Irizarry. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, you know, they're pitching and obviously took a hit this year, um, both with Frankie Levy and then with the injury. But never count them out either. So that, that little pod right there is very tough in, in Class S. Um, and if we slide down, let's slide on down. Uh, Valley is the top the number two seed to the top of the bottom half of the bracket. Um, but, you know, they got another way to the semis. They would have to get through Chicago or Plainfield, um, maybe Oxford, uh, maybe Holy Cross. And Holy Cross, we've seen, um, while they're 13 and seven, has had some nice wins and played some tough games in the NBL. Yeah, it's S&M is always like the NBL, like invitational part. De. Um <laughs> Because there's just always so many NVL teams down here, and you just look at it, and they're Catholics. I, I mean, look, I don't want to write a story on it every year about the Catholics versus publics, but it is a thing, and it does affect the tournament every year. And you kind of look at it. I mean, every and it hasn't happened every year, but every year I look at Holy Cross and I go, "Well, they are Holy Cross," you know, <laughs> and like, yeah, they just won the NVL title. They got a little. Uh, they got a little step behind, uh, you know, a little like momentum. Um, I, I, I look, I don't like to, I, I don't gamble. Uh, I especially don't gamble on high school sports, but 
That's a no, good policy. I, I yeah. never, I would never count out Holy Cross. I think they're just such a great program. Um, and look, they beat Woodland, who beat St. Paul in the in the NVL finals. So, and they won a state title in 2017. So. Yeah. So um, Logan Bissett is a baller. He he pitched the uh, complete game against Woodland yesterday. Um, he's really good, and uh-huh. he does a lot of different things for the Crusaders. So. This is a team. They're definitely hungry. I think they feel like maybe they're being slept on. Not anymore, but uh, yeah. I think Holy Cross might be the best team out of that bottom bracket. Uh, they could be, uh, you know, and then there's, you know, Coventry is always a team that does well in the tournament. Uh, they're the number six seed down there. Um, you know, not sure what, what Somers has, but the NCCC is another conference that does tends to do fairly well in this tournament. Um, and I, I don't think that we should sleep on them. We haven't heard a lot about them this year, but you know, one of those teams could could slip through there as well. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first year Coventry got to the finals. You, you and I were walking into Palmer Field and we're like, what's their nickname? That's remember that? Nickname. And we yes. saw we saw a Coventry parent and we're like, what's the uh, nickname? And they're like, oh, the Patriots. And we were like, oh, that's fun. And then they lost in the finals that year. Yep. Came back the next year and won the state title. Um, so it is, I mean, look, nothing's impossible, but in S estrus is a little bit more wide open in terms of like, you're expecting more like unknowns to maybe come out of nowhere and be, you know, quote unquote, come out of nowhere, like, you know, jump on our screen, jump, you know, in our eyes to be like, Hey, look at us. Cause like when you get to double L and L, like there are big time programs coming from big time conferences where nothing's really a surprise. Yeah. Um, here, you know, if Coventry made it to the finals to play St. Paul, I don't think I'd be surprised, but I'd be like, damn, that's awesome. If Summers, you know, or, you know, Old Lime or, you know, Chapag, Plainfield, I don't know. It's just, it's really anyone's game in S outside of if you have to play St. Paul. So, what are your picks for the final four? So, my final four in Class S, in the top bracket, I have number one, St. Paul, facing off against number 12, Immaculate. Okay. Um, and then at the bottom bracket, I have Holy Cross playing Coventry. Go, okay. go, go, Patriots. So, I got three Catholics, one public. And then in my final, I have St. Paul and Holy Cross. And the Falcons rewrite history, win championship this year. They won one a couple years ago. I'm trying to figure out when, but, uh, you know, this is a program that has been building to this for a while. And uh, they won in 2016. That's a 2016. Um, So I'm going to go with St. Paul to beat Holy Cross in the finals and a little NVL. You know, a little NVL Invitational round two. I like that. I like that. As you know, I'm a big fan of the NVL. So um, my f- final four is not wildly different from yours. Uh, there's one difference. Um, I have St. Paul and Immaculate. Um, I just think Immaculate, uh, who made the SWC finals uh, coming out of the SWC, is is tough in Class S. Um, you know, was, I, I just think that that's a really good conference, and they played really well in it. And they saw really good competition and played against competition all the time. And I like old Saybrook, but I think Immaculate can get through them in the, they would play in the quarterfinals if they, if they, if they both made it that far on the other side, um, I do have Coventry. Uh, we both like Coventry. We, you know, we like their pedigree, but I'm going to go with Valley um, as the number two seed to make, also make it to the semifinals there instead of Holy Cross. I know it's risky. I got a one and a two, but uh, that's also going to be my final. I'm going to have St. Paul against Valley in the championship game. Uh, and I, I'm going to go the same as you. I'm going to go St. Paul. I just think it's their year. They lose in the finals last year. They bring everyone back. I mean, it's just a script that we've seen before. Um, obviously, things can go wrong in baseball, but I think they have their hearts set on winning this. And anything short of that, I think, would be a letdown for them. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot that you can learn from making a run like they did. And then to have everybody come back, you know what it takes, you know how hard it is to get there. You know what you have to do to get there. The mindset you want 
to be able to make a run like that. And, you know, they watched they watched Cog and Chog celebrate uh, after they shut them out in the championship. And, you know, you could bet your bottom dollar <laughs> that um, Ryan Daniels, Mario Izzo, Ceruto, Tanati, Brendan uh, Foley, Devin Coolis, they are chomping at the bit. They just want to fast forward to June 10th or June 11th to be able to get more hacks at Palmer Field and maybe put up a run this time. But, you know, if they get there, I'm pretty confident they're going to put up more than just one run. I think so. Um, so let's bounce over to Class M. Class M has a lot of teams. There's 35 teams, so they have three playing games going on in Class M. Uh, Class M, again, we're going to see a big divide uh, between tech schools and a few Catholic schools and some public schools. It's a real mix in Class M. Uh, There's a few teams that really stand out here to me. Um, But I want to get your feeling about the top half of this bracket where we have Nanawag, uh, who will play the Cromwell Weston winner, which is not an easy game for Nanawag in the first game to get a shoreline or an SWC team right away. Um, and then Killingly's in there, who, who's had another good year and is again a team that knows how to win here. Um, and then there's St. Joseph's. So, and Barlow. And well, Barlow's the next round, but like that yeah. top, those top four oh, games. Oh, that top pod. Yeah. Yeah, that top pod there. I mean, what do you make of that top one first? Don't even sleep on Sheen either. Oh, don't sleep on Sheen. No, yeah, of course, coming out of the SEC and, and they're they're a quality team. Like I mean, there are don't sleep on one, Sheen. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sheen's playing in a quarterfinal. One, two, three, four teams that could reach that semifinal out of that group, in my opinion. I would agree. I would agree. It's very hard to pick. Man. I mean <laughs> Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's Nanawag either. Like Nanawag No, neither would I. I, yeah. I. I I've been rooting for Nanawag. I I love the Berkshire League. Um, I love you know the way they've been playing. They did lose the last game of the year, so maybe they just got it out of the way. Yeah, it's not um, always terrible. Yeah, I I really do like Nanawag, but man, those are some tough games. It's like, all right, you if you beat the Cromwell Western winner, then you're probably getting Sheen. And then you're going to get Sheen, or, Killingly, or Rocky Hill. Joe's Killingly or Rocky Hill. And then if you win that, you're probably getting Barlow. That's uh, tough. It's tough. I mean, that's tough. Oh, man. As far as Class M goes, that is as rough as it gets in my uh, opinion, for a number one seed. Yeah. It's a lot of a draw, but it is what it is. This is tough. But I will um, say, you know, the bottom of the bracket, I think, is a little bit more open. But I want to talk about one team in the bottom of this class M bracket. Yeah, do it. Abbott Tech. Yes. I love what they are doing. Uh, not only are they winning games in the CTC, including winning the CTC championship, but they're playing out of conference games. They are, you know, building themselves up for – I, I, I wouldn't want to say a, a quote unquote run here, but I think that they could win a game in this tournament and maybe two. Yeah. I mean, look, they scheduled Immaculate, Paparag, New Canaan uh, out of conference. They Immaculate twice, I believe. They played Immaculate twice. Yeah. And lost mm-hmm. the second time they lost to them six, five, one run game. They uh, rolled, they also played Chapag and beat Chapag. Yep. <clears throat> and they sort of rolled through the tech league, obviously. But they have some really good players in this team. This is not your normal tech, tech school. school team no. in that sense that I mean that they they lived up to that record, you know, like 16 and four, and those four losses are all to tough out-of-conference teams. Abbott Tech's legit. Abbott Tech is legit. And on the right day, they could give Barlow problems uh, depending on who's pitching. Yeah, and I mean, Barlow would so have to get through the them thing. to go to the semis. So that's the thing. See, Matt Scott has pitched on Mondays all season. Right. So I would imagine that Matt Scott is pitching against Granby. You would think. Which, which means then Will Scott is probably pitching in the second round, which means Matt Scott is pitching in the quarterfinals. Right. So then if, if Avatar runs into Matt Scott, different story. Yeah. If anyone, because uh, Matt, Matt Scott is the best. Uh, I think we can say the best pitcher in the state 
Yeah. Uh, he has, when you look at his numbers, and I was just, I was literally just putting this into the story, comparing him to Frankie last year when Frankie had so much hype. Now, Frankie had the four straight no hitters, started going on national radio shows and just shot up the draft board, end up being taken number seven overall, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, we haven't seen uh, Matt shoot up the draft boards that way, but he's certainly getting attention and certainly drawing a lot of scouts down here. And his numbers are pretty comparable to what Frankie did last year, other than the the no hitter streak. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the strikeouts are uh, you know Frankie had one thirty five in fifty five innings. Matt has one hundred and seven and forty nine innings. Um, you know, and I do think it is a little bit different. You know, Frankie had a, you know, like a 70 scouted curveball, yes. which, which made everybody buckle in the press box. But no, Matt is having an unbelievable season. And, you know, the thing we said it at the we said it last year. Does East Catholic have the other pieces around him to win when he's not pitching? Yes. And I, they, I think obviously did. they yeah. obviously did. They had a great draw in the bracket in their first round game that set up their pitching. Uh, which was great, and it all worked out. Now, can Barlow do the same? What you know, Will Scott is a great number two. Um, but you know, we'll see where they go. I mean, do I, I don't know anything, I haven't asked, you know, but do they think Will can beat Granby and then they go with Matt in the second round and then Will in the third round and Matt in the semis for a potential game against St. Joe's? Or Nanawag? Yeah, I mean, you, you do have to consider that. Granby's a very young team. They were 9-11 this year. Um, they only have two seniors in the team. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i of the school that you don't mess around and you throw your top pitcher in that game and you advance and then you deal with it. Yeah. Every time we see a team get cute with that, it, it seems like it bites them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not going to bring up West Hill over Cross, even though I just did. Uh, but... <laughs> If you got an ace in the first game, you throw him, you bring him back for the quarters, and then you deal with this. And then there's a gap also there. So you can get him back on full rest for a championship if you make it there. And Barlow has two good pitchers in the Scott brothers and some other guys that have done work in the bullpen. So I think that they're confident in their guys, and I think they roll out their normal schedule. I don't know this. No one's told me this. That's just my feeling. That's what I would do if I was the Barlow coach. Now the Barlow coach knows better than me. So if he does different, that's fine. But I, I think uh, you, you roll those two guys. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think Barlow has proven that they're more than just Matt Scott. Sure. Um, last year they were just Matt Scott. And this year they, what are 18 and two, 17 and three this year. 17 and three, yeah. Um, they got to the semifinals in a really good conference in the SWC. Lost a one-run game. Yeah, they are. I mean, this is the best chance they're going to have to win a state title until the next Matt Scott or Charlie Morton comes. And if my math is correct, that won't be for another twenty-five years. <laughs> so no, I you know I it, this is just an opportunity. This is a you know kind of once in a generation type player you have. And again, it's not like a Catholic school, right? Where a kid can choose to go. Like this is a public school, small school where here's a kid who committed to Stanford before he played freshman baseball and was like, I'm going to stay here. You know, he's one step away from uh, getting that ultimate goal and making it worth it. And like, yeah, he didn't win a conference championship. Well, you know who remembers the people who win conference championships? No one. They remember the people who win state championships. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then, you know, in 30 years from now, when you go to high school reunion, you're like, hey, remember you won that conference championship? Yes, it is very cool, and they do matter. But if Barlow goes on to win a state title, I don't think they're going to feel bad about losing in the SWC semifinals. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I have to ask them, but I would think no. If Once you win the state title, then you don't worry about it. If you don't win either, maybe you regret some things. But yeah, um, I think their goal is is the states, and I, I think that they were focused on that. And that's not not why they lost. You know, Matt's like played a really good game that day, but um, Bar- you know, Barlow's in a really good spot. I think in Class M. Uh, let's slide down there. Um, Northwestern is the number two seed. Uh, we got Woodland in that little pod there. Um, 
we also have uh, the Wolkit Wolkit Tech game, which is uh, a big one oh, in, in Wolkit. Can I can I say uh, can I just quick story? Um, yeah, so sure. when I started at the Register Citizen in Torrington, we covered both Wolkit Tech, which is in Torrington, and Wolkit, which is in the NVL. Well, we didn't really cover Wolkit, but like I covered them and they played Torrington. So anyway, so when Game Time CT launched in 2013, we got these little mini footballs. We were given literally thousands of them to give out to our schools, to give to the cheerleaders, to throw out at games, or to the athletic director to hand them to people when they came into the football games. So I'm driving around the entire Berkshire League. Now, remember, I am from Long Island. I went to school in New Haven. I like moved to Torrington. I had no idea where I was. <laughs> and I, so I'm driving around to all the different Berkshire League schools, dropping off these little mini footballs. And my last stop is Wolcott Tech, which I know is in Torrington and literally right by Torrington High School. But I'd already dropped off the Torrington ones at the game the night before. So I like didn't have to go to uh, Torrington High. And I put I thought I put Wolcott Tech in. No, no, no. I put Wolcott High School. So I drive literally all around from up in that area all the way, long way to Wolcott High School, 40 minutes away from Wolcott Tech. <laughs> and I get out of my car and I'm like, Wolcott High School, that's not where I'm supposed to go. And I had to get in the car and drive 40 minutes to go to Wolcott Tech. That's my Wolcott Tech, Wolcott story. That's one of the ages. <laughs> <laughs> if we need to cut time from this podcast, I know where it'll come. <laughs> Honestly, it's a great story. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wolcott and Wolcott Tech play each other. Um, I don't know. I, I always find those things amusing. You oh, know, yeah, me too. When, those, when those guys play each other, Platt and Platt Tech, or Plainfield and Plainville. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> simple things amusing. It's true. Um, but so anyway, those play there. Uh, Woodland plays Seymour, which is an NVL game. Um, and then when you slide down to the very bottom of the bracket, bracket um, you got Bacon Academy in there. You have Law. Who could Ooh. be a dangerous team? Uh, foreign, who could be a dangerous team, as we've seen in the past, and then Waterford, who has been up and down this year, but has some good players, and obviously is a team that, again, knows how to win in these state tournaments. I mean, Law and Foreign, the Bill Bloxham Bowl, would be just wild in the quarterfinals. They could play in the quarters. Yeah, that would be that would be big. <laughs> we big could have. We could have a, a rematch of the Class M semis from last year, Northwest. Northwestern and Woodland can be in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many good potential matchups that I know someone is going to ruin all of my fun and then I'm going to love it and I'm going to become their biggest supporter. But apparently I'm, we're not allowed to jump on bandwagons anymore. Oh, yeah. I saw um, you got in trouble for jumping on a bandwagon. I, apparently I got in trouble for, for covering SEC baseball where Fairfield Prep won because apparently I'm on their bandwagon. Yeah, how dare you? Um, how dare I? Let's see what he says after I get through double L. But I'm going to jump in <laughs> to my... Yeah, Brian, I'm talking to you. Brian. Uh, is his name Brian? I know. Yeah, Brian. Brian 2219846. Hey, guess what? Pete's keeping receipts. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? What about that guy uh, who called me a fat redhead? That's in your Twitter bio now. So, yeah, yeah, I have a shirt. Fat redheaded dude. That's right. Erickson I, I don't forget, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> all, right, gonna, all right, you you do your predictions for M this time because I went first last time. Okay, um, my final four um, at the top. Um, well, I, I do think Nanawag and Kelly Lee are strong. I do like St. Joseph's to come out of there. Um, they played a you know a lot of tough games in the FCAC, and they're just from a different league. And I think that they're a, a good team, and they almost made the FCAC playoffs and. St. Joe's. St. Joe's is the team that I take out of the top of that bracket. Um, I'm taking Barlow out of the middle, too. So I, it'll be a Barlow St. Joe uh, semifinal, which I would literally pay money to see. Uh, I think it would be an excellent, excellent game. Um, then I like Woodland. I think Woodland, you know, with their pitching, with Belcher, and what they've been able to do in the NBL, I, I like Woodland to move through there and make the semis. Um, and then at the very bottom of the bracket, um, which I genuinely think is the best pod in M because of law, because of foreign, because of Waterford, 
Um, having said all that, I'm going to stick with Bacon, uh, who I think has played really well at the ECC. I, I can see you raising your eyebrows there, but I think I'm going to go. I think that's your girl's basketball love coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have Valerie Nudd is not on this team. Um, I mean, Valerie Luzzi. I'm sorry. And Maria Nudd. Um, so those are my final four. St. Joe, Barlow, Woodland, Bacon. Uh, my championship game is Barlow against Woodland. And my winner in Class M is Matt Scott and Barlow. Wow. Okay. Um, so th- we match on three of the four final four teams again. I oh, have wow. St. Joe's this, and this Barlow. Is not, this is no fun. This is yeah, I know. I have St. Joe's <laughs> and Barlow, and I have Woodland and Jonathan Law. Okay. I like that. I oh, can see so those teams getting through. So, so Law, I mean, Law played really well. When you look at their schedule, played really well yeah. in the SEC and beat some really good teams. I have Law and Foreign in the quarterfinal. I mean, it could be. It's totally reasonable. Yeah. Totally reasonable, um, and wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I'm sticking with Bacon. I, you know, as you know, I do believe in the ECC and the CCC and the NBL and baseball. So I'm I sticking with Bacon. But anyway, so I have Barlow winning as well. Um, I just, you know, it would be cool watching. You know, we got to watch Frank Mazzucato last year. It'd be cool to watch uh, Matt Scott this so year. We have. It would also be the really same. cool. It would be really cool to watch Mike, to watch Michael Belcher as well as a as a sophomore. So, yes, you know Belcher versus Scott in the championship. Sign me up. I will say that the fact that we're both picking them may not bode well for them. Oh no, we are the Saint Paul ultimate chance. Saint Paul and Barlow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, good luck to probably Wolkett, uh, Grasso Tech, uh, HK, uh, Rocky Hill. Sheen. Oh, don't yeah. be surprised if Sheen's in there knocking down doors. No, I wouldn't be surprised. And we've said a million times we're not going to be surprised if any of these teams get through. No, I mean, we, we were even we're talking, talking about, about we were talking about Berlin as the 24 seed. We'll, 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 actually, we'll, yeah, let's we'll don't there. don't jump ahead. But I will we'll say this: we we'll don't know what we're talking about. We just say it with confidence. We know what we're talking about in a sense, like we know the teams, we yeah. know the players. But the tournaments well, are just are just so they're just random. so unpredictable. That's that's what we don't know. Yeah, we, All right. we can't predict the future. Are you, right, are you ready to, to get crazy? L yeah. is my craziest bracket. It's my craziest uh, bracket. L is L is wide, wide open. Wide open. Wide open. I got some crazy ones on here. I, I'm excited. So I'll, I'll let you start the top of that little pod there with Windsor okay. down to right. down to Beth, down to Bethel Berlin. All right. The winner of Guilford Bassick beats Windsor in the second round. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Berlin. I got going to this. I don't want to, but Berlin wins. Let's see. We got Platt with Cahill pitching. They're going to go. Torrington's good. Pomperog is a 28. Like them. Daniel Hand got Ellis Tech in the first round. They're not going to have to throw their ace in that game. Hand advances. Um, you know, Stratford is a 26. Got Wilcox Tech. Wilcox Tech is a good baseball program. You know, yep. they had some college players there a couple of years ago. Uh, Maloney as a 10, they got kind of a nice road. You know, Fitch coming off an ECC title where they allowed one run. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, West Haven, Wilton, I think, is the game that you circle in Class M in the first round, along with yep. Guilford and Massick. Class L. Class L, because I think, I think the winner of Notre Dame and Wilton goes very far in this bracket. So do I. And then, obviously, Weathersfield, Cheney, Woodstock, Brist- Bristol Central. I have got- to say that I, I hate that Wil- the Wilton, their name, West Haven winner has to play Fitch because I really like Fitch, too. Oh, I love Fitch. So that second-round game is one that I was like, I don't, I don't have to pick this one. But you know that Notre Dame and Wilton are going to be going with their ones in that game because if they win, they might be rolling – to Palmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean the bottom, uh, the bottom of L. Uh, I mean, look, Weathersfield's had a really good year, so I would expect them to get into the quarters based on their draw. So that would be the team that either Notre Dame, West Haven, Wilton, or Fitch mm-hmm. has to get through. Is my thought there? That bottom pod, um, the top of the pod. I I agree. It could be total chaos, or it could be chalk. I mean, um, look, you got. Windsor, Guilford, Massick, Lyman Hall, Berlin, Platt, 
they're all good. Hand, well, they're in that second pod, so is Platt. But like Lyman Hall, SEC Player of the Year, Justin Hackett. Okay, when is he pitching? Does he pitch Tuesday against North Haven? If he does, you probably beat North Haven. Do they go with another guy in hopes to save him for potentially Bethel or Berlin and get a spot in the court? I don't know. This is why I'm not a coach. <laughs> uh-huh. no? And it's not like, you know, it's not like the CIAC has probable pitchers on it. There's no way to know. There's there's no way no. you could possibly know. That's the other thing that makes it so hard is we never know who's pitching no. when, no. but – um, all right, so I, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, are you ready? I want to hear, hear your chaos theory here. All right, <clears throat> so like I said, Guilford Massick beats Windsor in the second round, the winner of that game. Okay, so I have that being Massick, and I have Massick playing Berlin in the quarterfinal. Okay, and I have Berlin going to the semifinals for the first time in podcast history. Pete Pagwaga picks Berlin to win. But I got them going to the semis right now, and they are going to play the defending Class L champions, Daniel Hand. I think Hand has a perfect route to the semifinals, right? They got Ellis Tech as an opener. Then they're either going to get Ram or Pomperog. They're better than both of them. Then when they get to the quarterfinals, they're looking at a combination of Platt, Middletown, Torrington, or New London. Depending on when Cahill pitches for Platt, he pitched on Monday. You know, they're off. But so he is 100% if they're going to use him against Middletown. If they decide to save him for the second round game against potentially Torrington or New London, they're going to have to go up with hand without him. I don't know. Can Platt beat Torrington without Cahill? I don't know. Right. So I'm going to go with hand. And I got hand in Berlin in one semifinal on the top. And then down on the bottom, I got Brookfield coming out of that top area. Mm-hmm. Of the of the class L, I really like Brookfield. They lost to a great pitcher um, in Immaculate in the SWCs. I think they had one hit. I think he threw something like sixty nine pitches. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, I really like Brookfield. I think Stratford can make a run. Maloney potentially could, but I think Brookfield is the best out of that grouping. And it would be a disappointment if they didn't get to the quarterfinals. Um, but. And then win, having playing Stratford and getting to the semifinals. And then on the other side of the Notre Dame, Wilton, Fitch combination, and all, let's not sleep on Bristol Central either. They have that uh, Frank uh, Spirito kid mm-hmm. who's going to UConn Jr. Um, but out of this bracket, I have Notre Dame West Haven coming out of this pod. I have Notre Dame West Haven versus Brookfield in the semis and Berlin versus Hand in the other. I have hand advancing to the semis, beating Berlin for the second year in a row in the state playoffs. Okay. And I have Notre Dame West Haven beating Brookfield to get to the finals. Okay. okay. And then and they might kick me out of Madison for this one. I have <laughs> Notre Dame West Haven winning class L. Okay. I think this bracket is so wide open. Like I if if you told me. Notre Dame West Haven lost in the first round. I would pick Wilton to play hand in the finals. That's how I think this, like it's just so kind of wide open where you just see these little routes that these teams can take. And like, I think hand has a clear shot to get to the semis. And I think Notre Dame, the winner of Notre Dame and Wilton does too. Could, could Brookfield get to the finals? Absolutely. I think Berlin could too, as a 24, this is a team that's been to the last two class L championships. Here, here's a fun fact about, about Berlin. They had 11 losses. Six of those losses were by two runs or less. Yep. That's a pretty thin margin. Yeah. That is a good baseball team. Very good that baseball team. That is not a team, team that you should be teams. surprised to be seen playing on the second well, weekend. I yeah. would be I would be very upset if I was Bethel that we have them that they have them in the first round. Tough. It's a tough one. And Bethel's tough. Bethel's a good team. Uh, and that you know that little group there with Lyman Hall and North Haven is not easy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so who was your winner? Uh, Notre Dame West Haven. Notre Dame West Haven. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say up front that I have Notre Dame West Haven losing in the first round. <laughs> and you have Wilton going to the championship. And I have Wilton going to the championship. <laughs> I do. 
Um, that's exactly- all right. So my, I think that Windsor, I believe in that. I believe in Windsor. I believe in the CCC. Um, I think Windsor gets through the Guilford Massac winner. Would not be shocked if they lost, but I think they get through. I think they then get through uh, Lyman Hall or, or Berlin or whoever is down there. Uh, and I think that Windsor makes a semifinal. Uh, I agree with you about hand. While they've had an up and down year, uh, they've played well coming to the SEC. And they still yes. have David Antonetti, who threw a one hitter in the state finals last year. Yes. Now, they could run in to Platt's top pitcher in the quarterfinals, right? So, Brendan Cahill, they could run into him. That's the potential speed bump for hand here. Yep. I have hand going to the semis, but if they run into Cahill in the quarters, that's not going to be easy. And that could be a great pitching matchup if those two kids match up in that game. But I like hand to move through. The next part, I have crossed out Brookfield and Maloney like 10 times. (laughs) I can't decide. I like Maloney. Maloney played a lot of close games in the CCC. But Brookfield has Gabriel Silva. They have a few other players. I think they're battle-tested at SWC. And I like Brookfield to move through. And as I already said, I like Wilton at the bottom of that bracket. My championship game is going to be Windsor against Wilton. And my champions in Class L will be Windsor. Drinking that CCC Kool-Aid. I am gulping it down by the gallon. (laughs) I think the CCC is a good baseball conference, especially at the top. Um, and uh, I have another CCC team that, that might surprise you later with, with, uh, in my double L pick. So yeah, right. we can move on. We can talk about double L because double L is going to take a little while because it is, um, it is a ridiculous tournament. I have. With maybe. <laughs> I have teams one. That can win it. I mean, I don't know. Like... <laughs> I have one CCC team winning in the first round of my double L bracket. That's it. Yeah. And they could eat prop. They could lose. Okay, that's fair. Let, let's 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 jump into it. Uh, Xavier's on top there. Yep. Uh, they're gonna, you know, obviously get to Kennedy. They will be challenged in round two uh, by New Canaan or Enfield. Um, New Canaan's been really tough out of the FCAC. Made the FCAC playoffs this year. Um, they have a good pitcher in Tristan Pearl. They have a great catcher in Zach Rampin. They have some really good young players like Alex Benevento. Um, wouldn't be totally surprised if McCain to beat them. I, I think Xavier pops through there. Uh, but then the bottom part of that little pod is Danbury Norwalk. And well, Hollywood I will Cheshire. say if if we want to go through each, which I think we could totally do for double out, Xavier's eighth pitch yesterday. Yeah. So he so, probably wouldn't go to the so he's not round. Xavier. No offense to Kennedy. Uh Xavier's not going to need to use their one or two in this game to get to the next round. They shouldn't have to, no. So New Canaan or Enfield is getting Tyler Hartley, is my guess. Most likely, Which is a tough order. Now, which, you know, New Canaan, if New Canaan wins, which New Canaan team is going to show up? The one that can put up 10 runs or the one that gets nothing? They've been all over the place. They have been. You know, this team beat West Hill 20 to nothing. And they also lost to New Fairfield, 7-0. So, uh, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the game I'm, in, I'm really interested here is Danbury Norwalk. Oh, me too. Uh, I personally think Norwalk can win this game. I um, personally picked Norwalk to win this game. So did I. <laughs> I, should, I should just come out and say it. Come out and say it. One of my seated upsets is twenty number 25 Norwalk beating number 8 Danbury. Um. And Just for the record, Ryan Ryan Danbury could also go make the semifinals. So of course, knows. but Ryan Mitchell has never lost a uh, state tournament game. Never, never, ever. He's been the coach and for they three, are, season, three they years. They did not make the FCI playoffs, but they were one of the hottest teams down the stretch in the regular season. Yeah, um, you know, won a bunch of games again. They lost to Richfield by a couple and lost Trumbull by one run to to fall just out of the playoffs, but. Yeah. Um, you know, Danbury's a good team, not a great team, but 
But if they get guys on base and they start bunting and causing chaos on the field, yes, Dan 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 is very dangerous. Like you yes. said, they could also make the semifinals. So. They can make semifinals. Yeah, of course. They could lose Norwalk or they can make semifinals. Uh, and I sort of feel that about a lot of the teams. Oh, in, that's just double L. This is in bro, double L. I mean, going to be just, wrong. It, it's, in double it's L. just going to be a bloodbath. Like yeah. they're just going to beat on each other here. No. Um, and then Nagy Cheshire. You know, I got I don't Cheshire. Know. I got Cheshire. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, Cheshire again. Uh, any team that comes out of the FCI or the SEC going up against an NBL team, uh, you have to consider it. Um, I don't know about that game yet, but uh, Cheshire certainly could slide through there. Uh, and then we have one of the semifinalists from last year, McMahon, uh, who will be playing Southington. Um, I'm gonna guess that you you like McMahon here. I don't. I like Southern. No, you like Southern. That's that's your SEC, That's your CCC team. You take. Yep. Huh? All right. Um, that's fair. I, I have something to winning this game. Also, uh, I just thought maybe because of McMahon's run last year. Uh, then Newtown Hall, uh, Newtown who just won the SWC um, uh, was eleven and nine this year. But I'm going with the Nighthawks. Uh, yeah, I think it's enough momentum to get them through one, maybe two games. So then the next game, I then you do have Hamden beating Newington. I, yes. I assume a Hamden. Yes. That, that those are your boys over there. Those the are my boys, but also I need Newington needs to prove it to me. They need to uh-huh. prove it to me. They did. Yes, they went seventeen and three, but that schedule was not super competitive. And I know they got dudes. Sean Callahan is a stud. Josiah Ross is a stud. But you know what? Hamden was challenged each and every game. Newington was not. So. Fair enough. Um, I I just, you know, look, if they win this game and they probably will, they'll probably start chirping me and yelling at me. And then they could be my come become my new uh, Berlin. Um. But yeah, I, nor'easters, Pete doesn't believe in you, so chirp at him if, uh, if you win the game. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so so I got Ham, I got Hamden out of that one. I know you picked New- Newington. You love Newington. I got Newington winning that game. Uh, the next game is very interesting. Uh, Prep against Shelton. Um, Prep just won the SEC. They're obviously on a roll. They've won ten nine in a row. Something in a row. Nine in a row. They haven't uh, lost um, since May sixth. Right. Um, having said that. I kind of like Shelton in this game. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it. Roy Leonard is really, really good for Shelton. Yeah. He is really good. Uh, big lefty, pitches really well. But, man, fair. I got to see Fairfield prep a lot this week. Um, they have a lot of talent. You know, we talk about Ward. We talk about West Hill with all their D1 guys. Prep's got just as many. Yeah. I mean, Zach Arcamone is slowly becoming one of my favorite players in this state. The catcher, he's batting leadoff. How many catchers got to bat leadoff? Not but he manufactured often. runs. He's a great catcher. They got pitchers, you know, uh, Ryan uh, Priasano. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Second baseman's going to Wake Forest. As a hitter, you can also deal it on the mound. Grady came out of the bullpen yesterday through five shutdown innings. Um, and then Cutler out of the pen. I've seen him close two games this uh, this week, and he's great. Uh, Ionazzo with shortstop. I mean, uh, Tim Pearson in center field. John uh, Joe Diel is DHing. I mean, they got guys all over this field for Fairfield Prep, and I think they keep it going for at least one round right now. I'm not going to go too Fair enough. Um, I would think that Amity gets by Stanford. I would be surprised if Stanford wins that game. Yes. Stanford, um, Connecticut. But Staples, Ludlow, the next game. Um, that's It's a toughie. That's a really good game, and it sets up an incredible second-round matchup, which could be – look, I think Ludlow could beat Staples, so I, I don't want to just put Staples there. But if Staples plays Amity in the second round, I mean, that is just I mean, look, I fantastic. strictly – picked staples in this game because I want to see Amity staples for like the fifth time in the last six seasons. I get that. I, I sort of like Ludlow. I think they've, they've been playing really well. And Ken Garriak has that team like playing excellently, but yeah, that matchup staples Amity is, is too it's good. A, it's to a selfish pick. It. It's a selfish pick. I want to selfish. see that. Matchup. 
I want to. See- I, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. It's just a you know two teams with state championship pedigree that yeah. you would love to see them match up in a second round game. That a lot of there's a lot of juice for that match. A lot of you know? juice. A lot of juice. Um, so then we get Manchester West Haven. I think West Haven. Uh, Johnny's gonna, pitching. Johnny's going to pitch that game, and I think that they get through that. Um, Johnny's pitching. But, West Haven wins next. And then I got I got trouble over Hill House. I think I do as well. Excellent. I think Trumbull's going to make a little run here. I'll mention that later. Um, I think Ward takes care of Simsbury. Agreed. Um, and then Connor New Milford. I got Connor. Uh, who knows? So you did pick two CCC. Yes, I guess I did pick two CCC teams. Man, he threw me off with your thing before. Well, now we um, have entered. We have entered the the pot of death. The pot of death, starting with Ward Simsbury, moving to Connor New Milford. Then Richfield Greenwich and then Glastonbury West Hill. I don't know, man. I mean, well, there's three but, teams in there that were ranked number one in the state this year. And look, I think Richfield teams, is really good. Three teams ranked number one in the state, and they have to play each other to get to the get to the semis. I think Ridgefield is really good. And I do think they beat Greenwich, but if Greenwich won that game, I would not be surprised. At all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury thumped West Hill this year. Oh yeah, and I mean that West was Hill like remember the that second week of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm imagining uh, Eric Ostr- Osterich, Osterhaus, Osterhaus, Osterhaus is going to Ostrich, Ostrich, Eric Ostrich. I'm so sorry, Osterhaus, Osterhaus. I'm really bad with names. Um, you know, I'm sure he's pitching. Obviously, Kyle pitched yesterday and is dealing with, you know, the blisters and all that stuff. So. You know, I, Glastonbury, I, I mean, I think West Hill wins, but, you know, don't let's not forget Glastonbury did a, a number on them. Now, I wonder yep. if West Hill will get a coach bus and what movie they're going to be watching. That's those are important questions. They are. Um, very important questions. Um, it's Vikings against the Guardians. I like that. The aspect oh of it. God, it's too. like a Marvel movie. I know the Vikings and the Guardians. Um so uh, let's go back up top and let's start making the picks. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you go. You go first. Okay. No, no, no. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Can, I, can I go first? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I have in my semifinal, I have Xavier and Prep round four. Okay. Okay. Xavier beat him twice in the regular season. Prep beat them in the SEC finals on Thursday. Uh-huh. And then on the other side of the bracket, I have Amity, who gets by Staples in the second round, gets by Trumbull in the quarterfinals. Because I do think Trumbull's a good team, but man, they are hit or miss sometimes. Um, so I got Amity beating them in the quarterfinals to get to the finals. And on the back end, coming out of the group of death, the pot of death, Fairfield Ward, they take care of Sims Bay, they take care of Connor, they take care of Ridgefield. They get him back for the loss at Ridgefield when Ridgefield was playing. We are the champions after winning a regular season game. Ward beats him this time to go to the semifinals and play Amity. So I got three SEC teams in the double L semifinals, which means zero SEC teams will get to the to the semifinals because that's just the way it goes. Um, of that I have Xavier advancing to the final against Fairfield Ward, and Xavier will be the home team at their home field. And Fairfield Ward <laughs> going to take home the state championship. Preseason number one in Pete Paguaga's ballot <clears throat> to postseason number one in Pete Paguaga's ballot. I think one through nine, Fairfield Ward is the best team. Now, the big question is, when Zach Broderick is not on the mound, who is going to be the dude? Aiden Dowd has been good. Can he be the dude? Is Griffin Polly coming back to help be a dude? Because when Zach Broderick's on the mound, they are the best team in the state. So what's going to happen when he's not? And I think that is the biggest question for Ward that they're going to have to answer if they're going to want to win a state championship. I just, I got to go with Ward because I picked him as my number one at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I'd be doing a disservice. 
yeah, if you if you if you've been touting them all along, you can't get off the train now. Yeah, you and can't. it's a good story. I mean, Xavier would be a, a great story too. Like, you know, the Buccaneers playing um, the, the the Super Bowl in their home, you know, yeah, the home field. Sure. And look, that that pod at the bottom that we talked about with Ward is truly brutal. Um, and Richfield could easily bounce out of there. A couple other teams could too. Uh, I'm gonna go. So at the top here, I'm going Xavier also. I just feel like they've been one of the, for me, one of the top three teams all season. Um, They're fully healthy now. (laughs) They got everyone back. Um, They have one of the best players in the state in Drew Cron, and they have a ton of players around him. Um, They have the pitching depth. I like Xavier to move through the top of that. Despite, you know, Norwalk looming, New Canaan looming. uh, I I like, I like, um, I like Xavier there. Now, the middle part I thought was really tough. Um, you know, Shelton Prep winner, Newington, and Southington. Um, I never like to count Southington out. I think Southington will get through McMahon. I think Southington will get through Newtown and make the quarters. And I think in the quarters they will meet up with Newington, who has already beaten them this year and will beat them again. And I like Newington to go to the semifinals to play. Xavier, I got a CCC team in there. There's always, there's almost always one in the semis. Uh, at the bottom, uh, the top of the bottom, uh, it is hard, always hard to not pick Amity. Like they just make the semifinals every year. It's just insane. And I agree with what you've said that Trumbull has been up and down, but I just want to. I think there's gonna. I think that this is the year that Trumbull breaks through and makes the semis. Uh, so I'm gonna take Trumbull uh, over Amity in that quarterfinal, um, knowing that that is pure insanity to pick against Amity. In the, in the I tournament. the but, only thing is, and I don't mean to interrupt, is that Connor Johnson is not pitching in the first round. There's right. no reason to throw him in the first round. So he's gonna pitch game two against West Haven, and he's not right, gonna right. be available against Amity. That is my thought process. If that's how that works out. Uh, yes, uh, they do have Frank Core, who uh, has pitched really well this year. Didn't pitch well in the SX semis, but has pitched well this year. Um, and I think he's a, he's a really good number two. That's the other thing is I think Trumbull has two good pitchers and some depth. So I hear you. Uh, I hear you. And they, and they might get Zhang, you know, Martin Zhang in that in that quarterfinal two against Amity. So I'm admitting that I think it's crazy to pick against Amity, <laughs> but I'm also taking Trumbull to make the semis. And then I'm going Ward for the all the reasons you said. We've been picking them number one all year. I have to keep believing in them. It wouldn't make sense for me to pick against them in this tournament. Obviously, we know that West Hill, Glastonbury, Greenwich, Richfield could all make it through there and beat Ward. Yep. But I'm taking Ward. Uh, my championship game is going to be Xavier Ward like yours. And just like yours, I'm also going Ward again. I have to stick with the team that I picked to win it at the beginning of the year. They haven't done anything to dissuade me from that. Um, Xavier winning on their home field would be really cool, but I think it's Ward's. I think it's Ward's time and Ward's year, and they're just a really, really special group of kids. You know, so this, I'm going to go Ward. Ward is the only conference champion that I picked to win. Yeah, um, and that, that was one of the reasons why I almost didn't. Yeah, yeah. But remember, the last team that did do it was Staples in 2019. Yep. And they they were special, that Staples team. Um, I think Ward has that it factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they have to look, whoever gets out of the, the group of death or the pot of death uh, has a really good chance of winning this whole thing because by the time you get to the semifinals, you're going to be like, oh, it's Amity, it's Trumbull. Yeah, you should have <laughs> just seen what the last three games were like for us. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, but I, you know, I look at this list, I see 32 teams, I see 16 potential state champions. Yeah, well, really we're, essent- we're essentially saying that most of you could win this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're really hedging there, but it's just the honest truth, like, if, if anyone could ever pick this like a hundred percent all the way through, I mean, that would be incredible, but it's just simply impossible. Like it is because you know, it's going to happen. You're going to go to M and there's the only playing games are in M and they're going to knock off 
one, two, three, or four, or one, two, or three, and we're gonna be like, oh, how did how did Watertown get to the semifinals? Uh, again, that wouldn't be super surprising. In no, either, absolutely not. But I'm not surprised by anything, especially after last year. The, you know, there's a few things that would super surprise me. Like if, if Kennedy beat Xavier, I would be pretty shocked. Uh, if Stanford beat Amity, I'd be pretty surprised. But aside from games like that, where it's 32 versus one, um, you never know. Uh, so I think what we will do is come back before the semis. Is that, is that what we want to do here? Um, as a as a duo, yeah, I think we'll come back before the semifinals because that's the seventh, and then we'll come back before the championship. But I think I'm going to come back maybe after the second round and just do a quick recap. Oh, maybe I'll join you. Yeah, if you want to join me, you know, yeah. you can. It'll probably be that night or maybe early on the second, but we'll figure it out. I definitely like to come back and do recaps, but the first and second round being on back-to-back days, that's impossible. Yeah, okay. So maybe we come back after the second round, come back after the quarters, uh, come back after, and you know, come back after the semis, do a preview. So we still got a handful of episodes left here, people. I love it. And and we promise to stick to the schedule. We should. This is the the worst part was conference tournament time because it's like, yes, teams are being eliminated, but like they're still alive. Now that once teams get eliminated now, they're they're gone. Is it? So, you know, it's not like trying to there's figure no out tomorrow. I'm trying to go to seven different games. It's okay. Well, there's only four games left, so it makes it a little easier. Yes. Uh, it's going to get cut down fast, you know, yeah. by Wednesday night, you know, most of these half these teams are out of here. Yeah. So uh, it, it goes fast more than half. Sorry. More than half are out of here. Cause <laughs> you'll be down to 16 teams in each. In each thing, so yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're down to eight teams. You'll be the quarterfinals. Man, yeah. my math is really bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I think this was a productive uh, situation here. I wish that we had some differing picks. We have three champions the same: St. Paul, Barlow, and Ward. Yeah, that's unbelievable. We never do that. Um, I think last year I picked St. Paul. I picked East. I picked Hand. And I think I might have picked Ward in Double L. Yeah, I do not remember. So I, yeah, I got I got I got three finalists right. Oh no, I, got, I know I had I had uh, Cog. I did have Cog and Chog. You had Cog and Chog and St. Paul, and you pick Cog and Chog. I had Cog and Chog and St. Paul. Pick St. Paul. We both picked East Catholic. I think against yeah. Woodland or yeah, against Woodland. But Woodland lost in the semis, and then we both. I had hand winning L. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember who I had winning now last year. Definitely do not remember that. Uh, but listen, but, uh, yeah, chir- chirp at us, especially chirp at us, and look for the preview, which will be coming out uh, Friday. He'll be out all you know. You can find it on Game Time CT all weekend. Yeah, I'm hoping to get this out Friday night. Get it out so Friday night. If you're hearing this on Friday night, be like, "Wow, Pete did a great job." He is really spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> you should understand how spectacular he is and everything he does. So. I'm just saying, if all my predictions are correct, I have Team Pete members on one, two, three, four, five, five of the uh, five of the potential eight teams. Oh, in the championships. Yeah, I didn't look at my. Uh, I didn't look at that. Hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think Not about my fantasy for guys. your team, Scott guys, huh? Well, I do have. I got Newington in there. I, I maybe mm-hmm. I need to switch to Amity to get the you know some <laughs> of my dudes some runs. I got a couple of Amity kids, but uh, yeah, I, I like. I, I think Newington's the one I'm going to hang my hat on. If they make the final four, I'll be super happy with that pick because um, I always like when you know Pete refuses to pick the CCC and then I, I knock a few out of there. So. Um, we'll be back after the second round. Someone, someone, what's that great line about being the hero and then the villain? You tell me what it is. It's I like when Batman. you, I like, I like when you figure out figure out lines like this. <laughs> you either, <clears throat> it's uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it was said sure. by Harvey Dent, who then turned into Two Face. It's called uh, it's called foreshadowing. Thank you. 
Just a quick side note. Have you seen the new Chippendale movie? No. Awesome. You have kids. You got to watch it. It is so what a nostalgia trip. Let me cartoon. Yeah. Okay. They haven't mentioned that one to me. It's on Disney Plus. And then uh, Sonic. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is on Paramount Plus. Watch that. I was a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan as a kid. I didn't see the first one. I don't know if they'll catch up. They're both on Paramount Plus. I don't think I'll be able to see either, but super busy right now. Um, but I, I maybe I, I doubt it. My kids have never even mentioned that those those movies to me. They're twelve and ten. Watch Chippendale by yourself. It's it's all adult references. All right, maybe I will. Okay, you won't. I won't. I won't. You don't take any of my movie recommendations at all. It's not true, but. I, I talked to you about all the Marvel movies and then, uh, but I mean, this time of year, I'm watching a lot of baseball or, or hockey playoffs too. So yeah, that's I used pretty to watch, much what I, what I watch. I used uh, to watch the hockey playoffs and then my heart was broken. I ended up, and because we work nights at these games, I ended up watching the West coast game. So I saw that awesome Calgary. Ah, the battle, the battle period for, last night. They scored uh, seven goals in the second period. There was four goals scored in a minute. 11 uh, it was an nhl playoff record pretty Con- awesome connor mcdavid connor mcdavid is the most skilled player to ever play the game of hockey yeah he won the series in overtime with a, yeah. with a goal he, yeah, just he, watching he's the best him player skate, on the planet just watching him let's uh, let's have mike fornabio on to discuss this because <laughs> connor david and we're, we're losing the baseball crowd here quickly <laughs> they're like okay that's enough um <laughs> all right so for pete i'm scott we'll see you next time on high and tight love you all <laughs>